Master the sales follow-up with this proven formula. Tell us exactly when and how to follow up for maximum results. This is a blog post at blog.close.io by Staley FT. Life is all about the follow-up, especially when it comes to sale, sales. It's easy to focus on the initial contact, the first meeting, the email you've sent to someone important. You reach out to someone and then feel good about yourself. You've done your job. You've pitched and reached out. You've asked for a meeting, call, etc. Now all you have to do is sit around and wait for them to respond. And that's a problem. You have no follow-up hustle. I get it. You don't want to be a pain in the ass. We all want to avoid being annoying at the risk of getting rejected. The key is to keep it short and sweet, yet remain persistent. Most people will contact someone once and then wait around for that person to get back to them. That's a completely wrong approach. My follow-up philosophy. I have, a, I have a simple philosophy. I follow up as many times as necessary until I get a response. I don't care what the response is as long as I get one. If someone tells me they need another 14 days to get back to me, I will put that in my calendar and ping them again in 14 days. If they tell me that they're busy and they don't have time right now, I will respond and ask them when they feel like a good time would be for me to ping them. The key here is to actually keep following up. If someone tells me that they're not interested, I leave them alone. But here's the kicker. If they do not if respond at all, I will keep pinging them until they do. And trust me, they always do. Little smiley. Once I follow up with an investor 48 times until I got a meeting. Now, mind you, this investor was introduced to me and had responded positively to my initial email, but then disappeared in limbo and I couldn't get a hold of him anymore. He finally responded, we met, and he ended up investing. And I'm not the only one that has seen results with my follow up strategy. Here's just one example of someone who applied this strategy and the results he saw. Another story of someone who followed up relentlessly. James Altucher wanted to work for a billionaire investor. He got his foot in the door by cold emailing the guy for a whole year. Or this guy who just emailed me recently after putting my follow-up advice into practice. Here's what another reader has said. My life has changed after I started implementing your follow-up advice. The only thing that can make me stop following up is my prospect. Today I closed a deal that started five months ago, 32 touch points, including email, WhatsApp, and phone calls. In the past, I've stopped following up long ago and lost a deal. Thanks to the follow-up, I finally got a response. They had a crisis at their company and froze all partnerships. Once the crisis was resolved, I was there at the right time and closed the deal. I want at least 15% more deals just by putting your follow-up advice into action. This was Thiago Dantas 
head of sales at Vulpi. I literally get this kind of emails all the time. I just want a new investor client thanks to Staley follow-up advice. Nine and a half months, 28 emails, and I don't know how many calls and messages, but it's a $100,000 starting ticket that was well worth the effort. This was Marco Rank, director at Invoice Exchange. How to follow up like a pro. Following up is more art than science. The more you do it, the better you get at it. Nothing can replace building strong follow-up habits. To give a starting point, here's how I think about following up. How often should you follow up? If you reach out completely cold, never had any interaction with the other person, follow-up is a maximum of six times. You really don't have the type of relationship that gives you permission to do much more than that. If you already had some kind of interaction, and the interaction was not a clear, definite no, then follow up as long as it takes to get a response. Never stop until you get a response. The right follow-up frequency. Here's a general schema for timing your follow-ups. Day one, first follow-up, plus two. Day three, plus uh, follow-up, plus four. Day seven, follow-up, plus seven. Day 14, follow-up, plus 14. Day 28, follow-up, plus 30. Day 58, follow-up, plus 30. That's a really nice strategy. I use our sales CRM to create simple follow-up reminders. You can sign up for a free trial, whatever, okay? I also set up tasks with due dates and create lists during using smart filter functions. For example, I can create a list of prospects whom I haven't emailed in 14 days and with whom I've had a phone conversation that lasted longer than four minutes in the past four months. You can stack all kinds of filters on top of each other to match it to your requirements. But if you're not a closed IO customer, you can use Google Calendar or Tasks, but I find that's suboptimal, too much friction. These are not hard rules, they are guidelines. It all depends on the context, the situation, the relationship and interactions you had with the other person. For instance, if you follow up with an incredibly busy and important CEO of a large enterprise, don't send another email tomorrow and two days later and four days later. Give them more time, maybe four to seven days until your first follow-up. Maybe follow up once a week. If you know this person gets 5,000 emails a day, be respectful of that fact. Which medium is the best for following up, email or phone? This depends on what you're after. Do you want to optimize for a quick response or a positive outcome? If you optimize for a quick response because of an issue is time sensitive, then a phone call is the best medium. However, it is also a lot easier to come across as annoying, so the risk of turning a maybe into a no is much higher. If you call me 10 times in two days, I'm probably going to turn you down, even if I was actually interested, because I'll think, geez, working with this person is too much pain, I'll pass. If you optimize for a positive outcome, then email is the best medium for follow-ups, but sending me a monthly email might take years. Following up by email, keep it short, upbeat, and professional. Email number one, hey, 
first name. How's it going? Can we schedule a time to talk this week? Email number two. I would actually add on the email number one that um, that's a really short, too short of an email. I think emails that have three lines, three sentences are better. You know, always it's good to know, how, yeah, how you're doing, uh, you know, following up on great talking to you. Um, I wanted to chat about this and that. Can we schedule, you know, what are your availabilities? <coughs> what are your time and days availabilities this, this week? Let, let's keep going on the article. Email number two. Hey, first name, we got some new press coverage link. I'd love to keep pick up on our conversation. When's a good time to chat? Email number three. Hey, first name, can we hop on a quick call Wednesday 4 p.m. or Thursday 11 a.m.? Cheers daily. P.S. Thought you might find this article interested. interesting. Link. You get the idea. Calls.io email sequences feature allows you to automatically enroll your prospects in a follow-up email sequence. You can enroll a large number of prospects or enroll people manually. Whatever the best matches, whatever best matches your way of managing leads. This isn't just a typical email cadence workflow tool. Close.io built-in email sequences feature is optimized specifically for sales team teams to follow up with prospects in the most effective manner. Let automation handle the busy work for you without compromising the quality of your follow-up. Following up by phone. When you call, there's a higher risk that your, your follow-up will annoy the other person. If you try to call three times and the other person didn't pick up the phone, call again and leave a voicemail. That's it. More than three missed calls and one voicemail can be perceived as too invasive, annoying, and even desperate if placed over a short period of time. Following up in person. If it's a do or die situation, you can show up at their office. It's the best way to make sure that you get attention, but it's also really intrusive. So make sure you play this trump card only when it's warranted. Following up on social media. I don't do this, but some people like to tap into social media as another way to stay on the other person's radar. Doing things like retweeting or favoriting a tweet, sending a LinkedIn invite, liking commenting on their status updates and posts. The main piece of advice I can give here is not to overdo this and don't come across as creepy borderline stalker. Following up with the handwritten notes. Use your judgment if you want to do this or not. It's just another weapon in your arsenal. Depending upon the interaction you had and the relationships you share with them, a handwritten note can still make an impression. Gary Vaynerchuk wrote about how one of his clients uses handwritten notes as an opportunity to connect with customers. If you can make it work and it's authentic and it makes a difference, do it. If it's awkward, forced and cheesy, don't. Following up by fax, really? It's 2014, we're a startup. Fax, it's actually 2018. Are you serious? Yes. If they didn't respond to your emails and they didn't pick up the phone, why not send them a fax? Because nobody uses fax anymore, exactly. It's the least cluttered medium you can use. Again, view it as another tool at your disposal. 99% of cases you won't need it, but every once in a while, it might make a difference. I would disagree with that. I think four years later, it's gone. 
do and do not. Stay persistently friendly and nice. Have an attitude of indifference if they don't respond. Impress them by staying on top of your game. So true. Don't let that go ever. Keep it short. Avoid long-winded formalities if they're good customers. They'll probably be, be busy individuals who value their time. It's annoying to read through three paragraphs of meaningless pleasantries and smart people will know they're meaningless. Copy and paste phrases you use on every lead. Be nice, but get to the point. Provide value, optional. No one understands their needs, their wants and needs well enough to be able to offer them something relevant. It can be an article or something else that they will appreciate getting. In general, clear and simple and concise works best. But keep your objective in mind. Giving things away is not selling. It's a jab, not a right hook. Never ever make them feel or do anything guilt introducing. Avoid saying things like, why haven't you responded to me so far? I've sent you 10 emails already. True, or I'm giving you this thing for free, why are you not doing it? The fortune is in the follow-up. Most people will assume that there's no interest if they don't get a response to their email and will stop following up. I don't. I simply assume that the person is busy and that I need to follow up until they have a moment to respond. If I keep reaching out, my chances of getting to that person moment are massively higher. I'm a salesperson. It's my responsibility to maintain the relationship and move the conversation forward. That's how you get things done that others don't. That's how you get meetings that others don't. You follow up and you never ever stop until you get the job done. The follow-up is the most underrated part of the startup hustle. Get ahead of the competition by grabbing your free copy of the follow-up formula. I definitely want to read this book. Further reading. Okay, that's pretty much it. This was from blog.close.io slash follow dash up. Thanks for listening.